you know, the best thing that you can do is talk to people about what you want to do because it's incredible the amount of information that you're going to get back. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Agnell, President and CEO of The Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word? Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. After 20 years at the Humphrey Group, there are some client engagements that just stand out in your mind. They stand out for the partnership that you have with the people you're working with. They stand out for the impact that you've made and they stand out for the experience uh, of helping people find their leadership voice. And one such partnership is the creation of Gold Corp's Creating Choices program for women leaders. I uh, I was very fortunate a decade ago to meet Anna Tudela and at the time as the vice president of regulatory affairs and the corporate secretary at Gold Corp. And we got together uh, and combined our passion and expertise for uh, developing women through our Taking the Stage program with her vision to create something unique for women at Gold Corp, a global mining company. That program, Creating Choices, is unique in the mining industry. Uh, It assists women in advancing their careers within Gold Corp, finding mentorship, and really defining their own voice. Uh, To date, over 1,300 women have gone through this program. And uh, Anna, rightly so, has been recognized and celebrated for her leadership. Uh, For example, in 2013, she received the Peter Day uh, Governance Achievement Award, and she was recently named one of the 100 Global Inspirational Women in Mining. Uh, She has been recognized by the Association of Women in Finance and uh, many other Uh, bodies who see her for what she is, which is a transformative and visionary leader with a passion and commitment for diversity. I want to have Anna on to talk about her journey, to talk about lessons she's learned and uh, and really where she goes from here uh, to build on the success she's had. If you're at all passionate about uh, developing equity in the workplace, uh, particularly in a company where uh, historically, it has been male-dominated. You're going to love this conversation. And now, Anna Tudela. My guest, Anna Tudela. Anna is the Vice President of Diversity and Regulatory Affairs and the Corporate Secretary at Gold Corp, one of the world's largest gold mining companies. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bart. It's a pleasure to be here. We've known each other for I was thinking about it today, maybe a decade. I'll never forget when we first met, you know, I just moved to Vancouver. I was at the Gold Corp offices working with another executive and, and he said to me, you have to meet Anna Tudela. She's a dynamo. And uh, my life has never been the same in exciting <laughs> ways. <laughs> I will say and the rest is history. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but you've, from the day I met you, you know, you stood out to me as someone with, who speaks with great passion great conviction and who just doesn't wait to be asked to achieve things. And before we talk about the impact you've made for women at Gold Corp and for women in mining as a whole, let's 
start with your own journey. Take us, take me back to your life, which started in Peru, and what led you from there to where you are today. Okay, perfect. So to make the long story short, you know, we, my husband and I, we got married in Peru and, uh, and you know, years before I had decided that I wanted to leave the country and, and make a future somewhere else. The, the country is, is very uncertain. You never know when, when, you, when you're going to have a good government and when you're going to have a bad government. And, uh, and also because I wanted to experience something different. Yeah, I had lived already there for 22 years and I wanted to do something different. Um, so we got married and we left and we moved to um, the United States where, you know, where I pursue my career and, uh, and learn a lot and had, you know, what we call today mentors and sponsors and coaches, you know, which I didn't know those words when I was living in the U.S. Uh, but now that I, you know, when I, when I look back and I said, oh, yeah, so those people, you know, those, those people that were always challenging me, that were always pushing me to, to do what they knew I could do, but I wasn't aware that I could, those were the ones that, you know, actually, you know, uh, kind of wrote the path for me to move forward and to get to find, you know, brighter and nicer things to do in my life. And Anna, um, just, to, just to jump in here on um, going back to Peru, and I know you and I have talked about your decision to leave Peru many times over the past years. And you had also, you've also told me in the past that you were also aware of some of the gender inequity and career limitations in that country that maybe wouldn't have precluded you from achieving what you hope to. Can you just talk a bit more about that? First of all, the countries are also very religious. And so, you know, the women's role is always to be the mother, is always to be the protector of the children, you know, the one that raised the children, you know, and they don't see women as a, as a, um, um, as, as a professional or as a successful candidate that can arrive to be the CEO of a company. And then, and then if we fast forward from 1987 or 88, 87, when I arrived in Canada to, to 2000 and five when I joined Gold Corp. So when Gold Corp started doing acquisitions, you know, of mines in Latin America and in other, you know, uh, in other Central and South America, I started to, to, to travel to these mines uh, to see what we had acquired. And I noticed that in 20 years, women have not changed. Hmm. And, and to me, you know, that was, that was, that was shocking that I had been able to, to learn and to leave and to change. And, and the people that were left in those countries, you know, were pretty much where I left them, you know, 20 years ago by that time. So is there a particular moment when you think back to those trips you were taking, a story or a person you met that really still stays with you to this day and drove home that things haven't changed for women? Um, well, yes. Um, First of all, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, as you know, you know, the mines locations are not in the, in the big cities, right? They're always in remote locations. You know, most of, most of them or some of them are flying, fly out, you know, other ones are, are just, you know, far away from the cities. And so when you talk to the women and you say, well, you know, so what, what do you find challenging here? Or what can, what would you like to do? Or how do you would like to progress? Or why are you doing this type of job? You know, they, their world is just, you know, they're thankful for having a job, period, and, and thankful for, for just making some money. But some of them are not happy, and I could see that they were not happy. They were just doing it for the, for the paycheck, which is totally understandable, you know, under those circumstances. But 
you know, that to me was like, you know, I mean, I saw the difference. I saw what I was capable of doing. And I thought all every, every single woman, you know, should have the same opportunities that I did. And so I, you know, it kind of was a wake up call for me to do something, you know, about, you know, training, development and mentoring women. Um, at, or, or, lead, or, or helping, you know, de- develop some leadership skills where they can decide what they wanted to do. And if working at the mine was the right, you know, thing for them, or if they wanted, or, or, or if they ha- wanted to build a career in the mining industry, where, how can they start taking the ladder and taking step by steps, you know, to move forward? And that was when we met, right? because I know you had, you had been doing these tripping, and you'd also have, I know, women coming to you and saying, how do I advance? How do I develop my skills? So you, and I remember you saying to me, you know, I want to be able to help all these women, but I don't have time to help every single one. And there's so many more who aren't even coming to me. And so, I, you know, at the time I, I recall, you know, we ha- obviously have had our longstanding commitment to um, women's leadership through our taking the stage program. And we met and what really was so memorable about that meeting is not only your vision, but your, your strong conviction that you needed a specific program for women in mining and women at Gold Corp, which ultimately became creating choices. So maybe talk a bit about what led you to that certainty. Why did, why are women in mining, why did they need a unique program? Okay, well, Bart, as you know, mining is a, has always been a male-dominated industry, right? And so, you know, the, the, first, the first thing that I realized that I needed to do is I needed to, to make sure that everybody understood that mining was no longer just a male-dominated industry, that it could be also, you know, also they could, we could also employ a lot more women because there's no jobs today in this day and age that women cannot do in the mining industry, especially, you know, with everything being so, so electronical and technology has advanced so much, you know, it's, you don't need a shovel and a pick anymore. Hmm. You know, you can have a, you can have a joystick and you are, are moving the shovel and the stick, you know, underneath the, uh, the um, you know, underground or, or in an open pit. Um, so one of the things, you know, the, we, the first thing, as you, as you remember, you know, when we met, uh, the first thing that we did is we partnered with the Humphrey Group <laughs> to help us, you know, um, to help us develop in this program, which I didn't know what was going to be. You know, if people think about, oh, yes, you always were a visionary and you always wanted to create something and do something for women, you know, they're wrong because I never did until I met you. And, uh, and, uh, and we, you know, and I told you what my ideas were and you said, well, what about if we create a program for, you know, to, to train, develop and mentor women. And that's what we did. You know, you had a program, which I, you know, went and took the taking the stage and then, and then later on, you know, succeeding on stage. And, uh, and when we, when I did taking the stage, I thought, okay, it has the components that we need, but we need more. Um, and so when we did is, you know, with your, with your organization and the help of the people working for your organization, um, we, we invited 16 women from all over the, organi- the Gold Corp, uh, from the different sites, the different projects, the different mines, and different levels in the organization, you know, every, anywhere from a vice president all the way down to, to a, 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 just a simple employee that works at the mine site. And we brought them to Vancouver, and we had a, a, a brain session uh, for three days, for a storming, a brainstorming session that lasted three days, in which we showed them what taking the stage was, and then we told them that we needed to complement with everything that they wanted in a program that was that was going to be useful for them 
to, to develop themselves in either on the personal basis or on a professional basis. And so together in three days, we created Creating Choices. And why Creating Choices? Uh, because life gives you a lot of opportunities, okay? But you have to create and make a choice of what you want to do in your life. And so that's what we name it, Creating Choices. I think it's an important point for anyone who looks at you know a major opportunity in their company, their organization to make change. And they say, oh, you know, I don't have a fully formed vision. That doesn't mean you shouldn't start. And I think yeah. you, you know, your courage and your leadership was in starting, right? Yeah. When you want to do something, you know, the best thing that you can do is talk to people about what you want to do because it's incredible the amount of information that you're going to get back. Hmm. You know, the, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, is the feedback that people are giving you. And so, of course, you know, when I told you and you and I were very excited and you, you understood what I wanted to do, now my job was to start talking to more, more of the executives and find out if they found it you know, as excited as I did, right? And luckily for me, you know, we had a magnificent chief of operating officer because at the end of the day, oh, I was Steve Reed. Yes, and I was going to be working with his people. And so uh, so then I, I ran it by him and he was pro-education. So he was totally, totally on side. And, uh, and, then, and then my next, uh, my next uh, stop was the CEO, CEO's office. And, uh, and, and again, you know, Chuck was very, very supportive mm-hmm. Of the, of the of the move, and uh, and they both asked me, well, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out pretty soon. Uh, and so so you know, it was the trust. So I had the trust from the beginning, and uh, and then when I when Rio and I you know put together what we wanted to do, and creating choices was born after the the, the sixteen women trip to to Vancouver. Then when we presented to him you know, um, to, to, to Chuck and to Steve, you know, they both said, okay, present it to the mind general managers because that is your audience, right? Those are the ones that are going to make it possible that you go into the sites and the sites will take it. And, right. so and I did. those were the people who had to almost grant permission to the women exactly. to participate. Exactly. So they could, they, you know, sure, Chuck, the CEO, and Steve, the COO, could bless it and fund it. But if the mind general managers who, if you've never, for those listening, if you've never been to a mine, a mine is like a, a little kingdom. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. Exactly. And every kingdom has a king. And I say king because I have yet to meet a female mine general manager. I don't know if there oh, are. Oh, Sophie Bergeron. We have Great. Sophie Bergeron. Yes. Is mine general yes. manager at Eleanor. Yes. At last. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So there are, there are mine general manager queens as well. But, you know, whoever, exactly. that person you know, operates far from head office they are in charge of everything that goes on there. And so what they say goes or doesn't go. And so these people are hugely important. So talk to me about that. You know, what was their reaction when you went to tell them about this program? So there was a meeting. We, every, every quarter, we have a mind general managers meeting with, with um, management. Um, and uh, when, when I presented to them my idea of what I wanted to do, you know, I was, very, very pleased with the reaction. They were very supportive. I mean, I tied it to, to their families. I, I told them, think about your daughters, think about your grandchildren that are females' grandchildren. Do you want them to work at, at a mine one day in, your li- you know, in their life if they decide to do so? You know, do you want them to find all these barriers you know, to, to, to be able to get a job? Or do you want to help? 
you know, line the future for them and make sure that they are going to have, you know, that if, if that's, that if that is their career, their desire, you know, to work at a mine that is going to be easy and that they're gonna, not going to find all the, all the barriers and all the, 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 the difficulties that, you know, women have found in the past years. Right, that they're going to be treated equally, that they're going to have, you know, a pay equity, that they are going to, you know, have the same opportunities to 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 go, you know, to 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 become supervisors, managers, you know, foremen, whatever it is, you know, whatever title, um, and that they're going to be respected as well, right, for what they for what they what right. they do, mm-hmm. and so so you know there was there was no objection. Hmm. Uh, I will say, you know, everybody, probably there were some, but, you know, but I never, nobody, nobody ever came to me and say, well, I don't agree with your idea. (laughs) Anna, you're (laughs) a tough person to say no to. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so then we move forward and we move forward. And I am very pleased to to say that, you know, um, in the Creative Choices Program, we have now graduated 1800 women across the organization. achievement. It is, it is an incredible achievement. We launched the program in 2011, so we are now in 2018, 1,800 women. It is, it is a great achievement. Um, then we, the women wanted more, of course, so then we developed the second, the second uh, stage of the program, which is Growing Choices, which is based also on succeeding on stage. And, uh, but then we modified it and did all the changes that we needed to do in order for 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 um, to be adaptable and and, uh, and and to work for Gold Corp, right, and have Gold Corp, Gold Corp uh, behaviors and and uh, and, uh, and visions and missions and everything embedded into it. It's been a, a huge success. I, I mean, I'll I'll say, for me personally, it's been one of the most rewarding projects to have been involved with. Uh, you know, I, I think back to some of the summits we had. You know, where we brought together these women. In Mexico City, I, you, you probably recall the first women conference. Conference, yes, in 2013. Yes, and hearing the women stand up, there, there was one woman, and you know, I won't mention her name, but her story still stays with me to this day. That you know, she worked in one of these uh, in a mine in the very in a village, really. It wasn't even a town, and uh, you may recall that her husband had never been alone with their children. Yes. And so she had to use all the skills. She'd been invited to this conference. It was the first time that she would have to leave her children with her husband. And at the 11th hour, he said, you're not going. And she had to summon up the courage and draw on the skill she learned to tell him that he, that she was going. He, yes. would, he would take care of the children and she would be back, but she was going. <laughs> and, and, he, uh, and she went. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. I remember that story. Yes, yes. And that was just one of many. And, you know, hearing those individual stories of courage from women who found a community of other women to support them and and support uh, them in developing their voices really is so is, is what stays with me. So, yeah, and, for, and for me, you know, my passion about this is that all these women are so talented and they just don't know, you know, what are they capable of doing. And, uh, and by giving them all the tools and the skills, you know, through the programs, you know, I've seen, I've seen so many success stories and so many promotions and so many people that, that have grown at the same way that I have seen a lot of people that have taken the program and have decided, you know what, I'm perfectly content with what I do. You know, I'm going to use these tools mm-hmm. and skills with my children and my family at home or in my community to, to, you know, to help with the church or to help with the hospitals or to help in other ways, 
so not not necessarily you know you take the, the program and you become more successful it is depends on what you want to use it and how what a stage in your life you are in so everybody's different and and that is what we have to recognize but just giving them the opportunity and show them that there is a path that they can actually you know tackle and they can grow you know it's it's very rewarding yeah and i think you've hit on a really important point for all the women in the program but really for anyone listening is that building your voice and your leadership skills don't necessarily mean that you want to pursue a more senior title. Exactly. It means being heard in the job that you're in. It means being heard in your community. It means being influential so that things you're passionate about happen. And those skills are ones you can and should develop no matter what your professional aspirations and ambitions are. Yeah, exactly. You have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to believe in the knowledge that you have and how you can you can help and use that knowledge. You know, you have to speak up. You have to ask questions. You have to you have to be heard. You know, um, you know. It, it, I think that the program also gives you a lot of confidence. The confidence to to believe in your abilities and what you can do. It also challenged you as a person to to think about you know what what do you want to do with your life and are you content or do you want to pursue something else? What are your goals? What are your objectives? Where do you want to go? So I know your approach for advice by a lot of young people who are early mid career. If there were three pieces of advice around communication that you would give to people who are say mid career. Uh, so, you know, they, they know, you know, they've advanced a bit. They like the company they're in. They say, Hey, you know, I am ambitious. Um, what would you advise them to work on or do to be successful in whatever career path they're pursuing? First of all, I will say, believe in yourself. You know, I think that, 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 that in itself, you know, puts you at 50% of the, of the, of your goal. The second one is how do you present yourself? How, how, do you want, how do you want to portray yourself? How do you want people to see you? How do you, when, when people see you, how do you brand yourself in, you know, in, in a sense, right? So you need, to, you need to work on your brand. You, know, you want to be known as, a, as an accountable person. You want to be known as a doer. You want to be known as a, as a listener. You want to be known as proactive. What, what do you be known as? Right. So what, what's, what's that label that you have in your back when people see you and, and, and communicate with impact. You have to communicate with impact. You have to, to have, you have to have your elevator pitch. You have to have your, you know, your, you know, have a, a one minute script, have a five minute script, have, a, have a, a different script for different situations that you're in. And I will say network, network, network. Hmm. The more people that you know, the more people that you meet, you never know when you're going to meet the right individual or the right person, right? right. Uh, or that or the person that you already know is going to make a connection with somebody else and is going to talk about you. So, so at all times, make sure that, you know, whatever brand you choose to be, live truly to your brand and don't try to be somebody you're not. Be honest to yourself. Well, I think those are really good pieces of advice around really being intentional about your communication. So Anna, one, one final thing. So you've built this program. You yourself as a leader have grown so much. What's next? So what's next? You know, mining still is male dominated, mm-hmm. even with a great program like Creating Choices. So what's, what do you envision as possible in the next for the industry, for your company, and also for yourself? What's your growth as a leader? 
Well, first, let's talk about the industry and, and the company, right? So um, at the beginning, I started with gender diversity. Uh, now now I am doing diversity as a whole. So diversity and inclusion is, is what I'm working on right now. I have a strategy, and we're moving forward to, to improve you know, the, the mining industry. Um, so, so what we're working now on is, you know, in becoming a more inclusive organization. So Volcorp needs to be, to be, you know, more inclusive. Um, the mining industry in general has to be more diverse and welcome diverse individuals to, to our workforce. Once you become more inclusive, it will help you in attracting and retaining, you know, talent. Um, and we want to attra- attract and retain the brightest, you know, talent, you know, men and women. So then both of them can succeed in the mining industry. Uh, we also need to make sure that everyone feels welcome. So that we're working very hard on that as well. Uh, the industry needs to be more proactive and more and more intentional with respect to DNI. Um, you know, we at GoCorp we have created a diversity and inclusion strategy. You know, just because we believe in the value that DNI brings to the organization in terms of people, of innovation, and sustainability. So I will say that that's that's what we are working as an organization on. That's what I'm trying to work with the industry as well on. And mentorship is also very important. And so one of the things that we're trying to do now is we've partnered you know, um, with, with uh, uh, International Women in Mining to, to provide Volcorp mentors, you know, globally to other organizations as well as to send uh, women that are looking for mentees, for mentors, sorry. So we have mentees and mentors, so we're doing both the both sides of the equation. Um, and I think that that will be very beneficial for us because then our, our mentors are going to learn and see what other industries are of what other women globally are facing and our mentees are going to benefit also from other mentors that are you know in other organizations so i think it's a, a win-win situation for both um for me on the, on the personal on the personal side you know i will say that i am very pleased to see that you know for example we have made a change sophie bergeron is our first female you know yes, mind general manager and i'm hoping and i'm hoping to see other women's you know, succeed and, and become leaders as well in, in the organization in different positions. And, and my legacy, I guess, you know, it's seeing that more women are becoming more um, visible at the mines and in the organization. Um, that to me is, is, is a very, is very rewarding. Uh, when I hear success stories of, of women that have been promoted or women that have received an award for something that they have done, I've opened their minds also to see that not necessarily you just have to do your job, you know, that you have to also look and see where else can you, um, uh, contribute to the better and, you know, an, an improvement of our organization. And so a lot of women are coming out of their comfort zones and I are looking for, for other ways to, to be noticed. Well, that, I think that's a perfect way to conclude. I mean, it really is your legacy. Uh, I'd say, you know, I know you have a lot more work ahead of you as you've described, but your legacy exists in every single woman, not only in gold court, but in the industry and in the world who, was inspired and supported by your courage and your vision. It's a legacy to be proud of. And I, I commend you for what you've done and what you continue to do. It's, yes. it's why it's been such a pleasure to work with you. Yeah. And I will, I would like to, to leave the audience with, 
with uh, sort of like a call to action, Please. <laughs> you know, and I, and I will say, you know, uh, celebrate your success and be open to opportunities. Don't shut them down. Well, and you're a great example of that. Thank you so much for joining us from Vancouver to share your life journey and how you have been open to opportunities and, and what you've been able to do through it. Thank you so much, Anna. Okay, great. Thank okay. you, Bart. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anna Tudela today. You know, when I retire one day and I look back on my career, my relationship with Anna and the work that I was privileged to do with her and with Gold Corp to create their Creating Choices program will stand out for me. It's uh, it's a true privilege. Next week on the Inspire Podcast is Jay Rosenswag. And Jay is the founding partner of Rosenswag & Company. He's an executive search professional. He's a lawyer. He's a champion of gender equity, but he, the real reason I have Jay on is because he is quite possibly the most connected human being in the world. He is like the human Facebook and his network comprises of everyone from venture capitalists, banking professionals, community activists, musicians, and NBA basketball stars. And I asked Jay a very simple question. How do you build your network? Come back next week to learn.